Hi everybody, welcome back to Reconstructing Reality. I'm your host, Emma McPhee, and this episode is a little bit different than the other ones because we are doing a Q&A episode, so you guys sent in some questions and topics to go over, and we answered them to the best of our ability, and it ranges from life balance, motivation, jealousy in relationships, cheating, our opinion on chasing men, and much more. I think that you could get a lot out of this episode because Kate and I, which is the guest that I'm having on this week, have very different opinions on certain things. So you kind of see two different perspectives on things about life and what you guys are curious about. So I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this episode. I hope that you get a lot out of it and that it makes you laugh as well as just gives you some insight on what we think about and perceive in this life that we have. So enjoy. Hi everybody, welcome back to Reconstructing Reality. We have a guest on again. Hello. Oh, sorry. <laughs> my bad, my bad. I got excited. No, you're fine. <laughs> Our guest is someone that you are already familiar with. It's Kate Mazzarelli. Hi, guys. So nice to be on again. Thank you for having me on. You're welcome. She's like my soul sister, and we're together like 24-7, so it only feels right. So... This episode, we were going to do a breakup episode. We were going to talk about our experiences and our healing and what we kind of went through. But I'm so sorry to the people that wanted that. We decided that it's in our best interest to talk about more uplifting subjects and do a little bit of a Q&A. So we both posted some stories asking you guys to send in questions and we got a ton of really good ones, so we will answer them. I'm so excited. I love question and answers because it's like we're giving people what they want to hear. You know what I mean? It's like it hits so many different topics. And also right now we're pre-gaming. We're going out tonight. We're recording this on a Saturday. So it will be a little bit more of a fun episode. I don't always want to do episodes that are super serious and talking about our feelings. Like sometimes it's just good to like – get out of the house yeah no i totally agree <laughs> and tonight's gonna be so much fun so the fact that we're pre-gaming with a podcast so much fun so yeah let's get started i'm excited but by the way have you watched euphoria because i got a question about um what we think about cassie and nate oh my god okay that's actually funny you asked because like euphoria is one of my favorite shows to ever exist on planet earth i'm a hairdresser if you don't know and Half my clients, I'm like, are you watching Euphoria right now? It's literally the best. But so actually, that's kind of funny you say that because like I feel for Cassie in a way and Maddie because I know someone very similar to Nate in a way in the episode where she was really falling for him. I feel like she was just drunk and I really I really don't know. Like, I don't know what to make of it since this, we're only on episode two. What do you think? Yeah, I think that Cassie is literally going to get slaughtered by maddie when she finds out oh my god in um one of the trailers there's literally a video of maddie like slamming a blonde girl's head against the wall and i think that that's cassie and i'm not ready for that episode like i will feel so bad for cassie yeah so 
we're watching it. We don't approve of Cassie's decisions, but that entire show is so confusing and fucked up. And I feel like all of the characters have their own like emotional baggage and trauma that they're going through. And it's just like, the show itself is pretty insane. It's like really intense. And yeah, I love the new, the new person, Elliot. Oh my God. He's so attractive. Like who agrees with me? He's literally so hot. Um, he's also, okay. <laughs> also, Ashtray got like so big. Don't you remember him being a literal child and now he's like growing up? Yeah. That was kind of crazy. Also, oh my gosh, I just love this show so much. What do you think of Fez's grandma? Oh, like the she's like the major drug dealer or mm-hmm. whatever. Oh, wait, no, she wasn't the major drug dealer. She just was the one bringing Fez and Ashtray around drugs at a really young age. Oh, yeah. I related to that. (laughs) I know, that must have been so um, hard to watch, but... I just think... I think that the show itself is, like, really eye-opening to a lot of different things that, like, happen in people's lives that don't really get talked about. I I agree with that also because I feel like anyone could relate to any one of the characters. Yeah. Because Rue goes through something, Jules goes through, through something, Cassie, Maddie, Nate, every single one of them. So I feel like it's a good show to relate to. And I also feel like, though, that people like think that the show is idolizing all of these things which it's really not so that's like a big thing about it yeah but I'm just so excited for the rest of the season it is so good yeah me too so we got some other questions they're kind of all over the place but one that I saw that kind of stood out was asking us how we balance work and life and I also got another question that's kind of similar uh, asking me if I'm staying in Tampa and what my dream job is. You better be. That's all I'm saying. You better be. (laughs) Yeah. So I am staying in Tampa and I actually got an internship for after I graduate at a luxury real estate marketing firm. So I'm really excited for that. It is definitely an entry level position, but you kind of have to just like start somewhere and I really did want to stay in Tampa because I love it here and I feel like there's so much opportunity here and going back home would maybe just be a step backwards for me so honestly my dream job would probably be being able to make money doing this podcast and also working for a luxury marketing firm company but more like Emily in Paris type of vibe where she works for a marketing firm for like perfumes and luxury alcohol and more fashion yeah so I would love that um how do you balance your work and life because I'm not um in work yet so it's kind of hard to say because with my job it doesn't it's not about the hours you put in it's kind of about like the services that you do so she's a hairdresser by the way yeah I'm a hairdresser so I work four days a week and what I do is I basically like jam pack all of my clients in there. So I'm working four days and then have three days off. And I like that balance because I work Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. So I have Sunday, Monday off. So I only like go out and stuff on Saturdays. And then I have Sunday to just relax, do nothing. Then I have Mondays where I uh, go to the grocery store. I do all errands that I need to run. And then I work. And then Thursdays is usually my day to recuperate, go to the grocery store again, hang out with my dog. And that's kind of like how I balance it. But it's kind of hard to compare that to a normal nine to five job because that's not what I'm doing. Like 
Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I go into work at 11 and leave at seven. So that's completely different from someone who would go in at nine o'clock and leave at five o'clock. It's more about getting like having a job that gives you that opportunity to have that kind of lifestyle where you can very much balance the both of them. But I just, on the days that I do work, I focus mostly only on work and I dedicate my whole life to that. And I also love my job so much. Like I think I completely chose the right path for me. This is literally my, honestly, one of my dream jobs. I just love where I'm at. I love my coworkers and that makes me enjoy going into work. So then when I'm off of work, it makes me enjoy that time as well because this is really hard. <laughs> it's so hard to answer this question so for because me, everyone's different. Um, I also have to balance with school and I work on campus and then I also like to go out. I like to work out, do things, travel, explore. So I am constantly balancing my life and it does vary depending on how many classes I'm taking and how many hours I'm working on campus and everything. So for me, I kind of just go to class whenever I need to go to class. And then I try my best to get everything done that I don't want to do in the morning. So whether that's going to the gym or homework or something like that, like getting it out of the way first thing and then prioritizing what you need to do after that is something that's really helped me. Oh, and also... Um, what I wanted to say really quick, like going off of you, mm-hmm. is when you're at work, think about work. When you leave work, don't think about it at all because that can cause stress and that makes you not want to live your life how you really want to. So that creates balance by while you're at work, think about it. While you're not at work, try to blur it out and, and do things that you enjoy doing. Yeah. All right. I think the next question I want to answer is how to get over someone you really wanted it to work out with because we were going to talk about breakups this episode and maybe if we just brush on it a little bit talking about how we kind of healed and got over it would be helpful for a lot of people I totally agree so I think I'll take this question first okay. um because I have always been like a relationship person and I've been like in and out of more serious relationships at least just in my young mind it felt serious for me and being able to get over someone that you really wanted it to work out with it all kind of is your own control like at first you have to definitely go through the healing and feel your emotions and listen to sad music and just be depressed for a little bit and just be nice to yourself be kind to yourself and however long it's taking you like don't pressure yourself to move on faster than anybody else because it all depends on I guess it can kind of factor in some trauma that you've had also like emotional trauma and attachment issues so it does go like pretty deep so never be mad at yourself for not being able to get over someone for a long time because it really just depends on your mental health and what's happened to you in the past. So being able to get over the person, I feel like you really just need to cut them off completely. Like what I did, get a restraining order. I'm kidding, but that (laughs) did happen to me. But like out of sight, out of mind, it kind of sounds bad. But at the same time, I stalked my ex maybe once since the breakup. But if you really wanted to work out with them and it unfortunately didn't, all there really is for you to do is kind of 
get them out of your life completely. Stop thinking about them, remove them off of all social medias, delete every single last picture you have. And don't hold on to a few that a few of them just in case you guys like, you know, maybe work out in the future. Delete all of them. Yeah. That's what so, that's personally what I did. I like I didn't do all that because and that's what hindered my growth and my healing because when I was first going through the breakup, I had this like small hope that we would get back together. So I would keep talking to him a little bit. I would keep our pictures. I would keep his number. And it was just like super toxic for me because I wasn't allowing myself to let go. I wasn't allowing myself to accept the fact that like this person is not right for me. So a few months down the line, when I kind of found out that I really, really do need to get over this person, like I don't have a choice. It was kind of just like, kicking me when I was already down because I just had this false hope and holding on to false hope is definitely the worst thing that you can do when you're trying to get get over someone that you know that you're not supposed to be with. If you're trying to get over someone that you really wanted it to work out with and you do think that there's someone that you could possibly have a good relationship with and your relationship was healthy but it just wasn't the right time, then that's a completely different story. I, I completely agree with you because mm. like – you know, I have an example of that. I dated someone when I was a senior in high school. I broke up with him basically out of nowhere. I was just kind of like, I want to live my life. You know what I mean? And we got back together like two years later and I saved all the pictures. It was great. But then that time didn't work out either. But yeah, yeah no. So like, I totally understand that point. Mm -hmm. So kind of moving past this topic because I don't want to get caught up on it. You really just need to look internally. You need to focus on yourself, your growth, your goals, and just take care of you. Like when you're in a relationship, a lot of the time you're focused on their happiness and what you can do to make their life better and what you could do to make yourself more attractive for them. Like you need to focus on yourself, what you want to do for your own happiness. And you really just need to hone in on that. And that's why sometimes breakups are amazing and beautiful, even though it's painful, they make you hotter. They make you more happy. They open you up to new friendships and sometimes you just have to go through it to grow no I agree breakups are kind of hot sometimes like I'm I think (laughs) okay I've said that before and people think I'm crazy but like I'm literally a person I never thought I would become like I love myself and you just like become a version of yourself you had no idea you could become Mm -hmm. and you do all these things that you didn't know you were capable of so I think breakups could be really powerful in a way yeah So somebody said, should you chase? Why or why not? Chase as in someone chasing what you want. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. All right, we have different opinions on this, but go ahead. I say absolutely. If you want it, go for it. But there's a fine line between like going for it, but like you catch the hint if like they give you a hint. Like I understand chasing, you DM the girl, you want to talk to her, even you DM the guy, like shoot your shot. Like we've all been there and most of the time, like it ends up working out. But however, if you are consistently DMing someone and you are the first person to DM them or text them and you have to double text, triple text, you know, be like, what are you doing? Why haven't you answered? Get the hint. The person probably just doesn't want to talk to you. So that's at that point, that's annoying. That's not even chasing anymore, but if you want something, go get it. Like mm. that's my opinion. But personally, I'd rather be wait, hold on. I'd rather 
chase than be chased. And I know that's a different from a lot of girls, but if a guy chases me, I kind of get annoyed. I get the ick really easily. But if I chase them, it's like, oh my God, I want, I want it so bad. Like, okay. You know we I mean? have different opinions. Okay, your here. Turn. <laughs> um, I think that I, I would rather be chased than chase somebody because I like definitely don't want to have to be the one to initiate like a relationship with a guy or my interest with a guy. I want him to show his interest in me. I think it's really attractive when a guy knows what he wants and can tell you that and communicate that with you. And I think when you have to chase a guy that you kind of think likes you, it's more like they're too immature to tell you that and communicate that with you. Um, I would definitely express my feelings for a guy if I wanted to pursue something with them and then kind of see how they handle it and see if they pursue me. But I wouldn't want a guy to just chase me just because he thinks like I'm hot and I, I've never talked to him in my life and he keeps DMing me. Like that's not it at all. <laughs> but like, If it's someone that you have a mutual understanding that you guys are attracted to each other, that there's been something going on. If you are persistent and you're taking me out and you're showing your interest and giving me compliments, like I find that very hot because you know what you want and you're mature enough to express that. See, the only guys I've ever liked are the guys that don't want me. And I don't – is that an issue that I have? Like, yes. is there, like, an underlying, like, disease that I have? Is no. So like, <laughs> no. People – a lot of people can resonate with that, but I feel like after what I've learned from my past relationships, I will never again go for a guy that makes me feel unwanted. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. So I, I guess take take that how you will. We have different opinions on that. So whatever you want to do, like with this person that you like, like if you want to chase them, if you want to tell them, then you should. But if you want the girl to chase you, then back off a little bit and maybe she'll be into it. I it just it really just depends on the girl because like we are complete opposites in that way. So mm-hmm. yeah, but also at the same time, even though I don't like I'd rather chase than be chased still shoot that girl that dm even if she is the way that i am and then pull back and then she's going to be like oh my god like why isn't he texting me and she's going to want to chase you and then it's like kind of reverse psychology in a mm-hmm. way so that's just like how i am like i don't know why i am this way but i'll be talking to a guy he'll get really clingy i'll be like ew ick he'll stop talking to me and i'll be like why isn't he texting me emma like should i text mm-hmm. him and then it'll be like me chasing them in a way so i don't know that's just yeah, I feel like what it's just like. human nature, like, to to want what you can't have. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, so the next question that I wanted to talk about was, what are your thoughts on jealousy in a relationship? That's an interesting way to put the question. Um, jealousy in, like, what way? Jealous of if a, your boyfriend's, like, talking to other girls or jealous, like, because you – I don't know. Like, Yeah, it is kind of vague. But – I would say, I mean, jealousy in relationships, I feel like I've never really been like that much of the jealous type. I've never really been the one to like go through my boyfriend's phone. I have. (laughs) We're so different. Yeah, we are. Um, I just, I've always dated people that I've trusted and maybe I've trusted a little bit too much in the past. Um, And I, I don't judge anyone that has like been jealous or insecure in past relationships I have been insecure but I've never been like the girl to just like 
um, assume that my boyfriend is, like, talking to other girls or wanting to, like, know more about that. I don't really, like, that wasn't a huge thing for me. How about for you? Well, so here's a little story for me. I don't know why I got into a relationship with this person in the first place, but I just remember one time he was, like, on his phone opening his Snapchats, and he opened a booty pic from a girl, and this was during the talking stage. And that's what started all the jealousy issues. And that's why when we did get into the relationship, I had to keep going through his phone because I was so worried about that. So like, if that's happening during the talking stage, it's not going to change while you guys are dating. Just because you have the title of boyfriend and girlfriend, it's not going to change. So I feel like if that didn't happen in the relationship or, you know, there were definitely many, many other Mm -hmm. instances, I wouldn't have been the jealous type. But just like if the person gives you a reason to be jealous – yeah, you know. definitely. So um, I think that it's really important to only get into a relationship with somebody that you can trust 100% because I would never want like my boyfriend to go through my phone while I'm sleeping or if I like go to the bathroom and he looks through my messages. Like I just feel like that's such an invasion of and I agree. trust I agree. and privacy and it kind of just like makes your relationship a little bit less strong and then it kind of causes arguments and fights but if you have a reason to believe that they're cheating on you like then go through his phone obviously like go find that receipt and send it to yourself but um I think that you should never get into a relationship with someone that you don't fully trust oh my god I actually have another story (laughs) so one time I was going through someone's phone and I found a lot, a lot, a lot of cheating. And I don't remember if this was the talking stage or if they were dating, but he was sleeping. I set all of the screenshots up as like, I made a pic collage, you guys, and set it as his lock screen and left. And he woke up to that. I am not even kidding. Like I was so down bad. And I just think if you were at that point, like leave the person, if I could tell my 19, 20 year old self to leave, I would have freaking left. But unfortunately, that's not the way things are. But I just know for my next relationship, I will never put myself through that pain again. I will only get into a relationship with someone that I completely trust. And yes, it's okay to get jealous if like, you know, you're at like this party and your boyfriend sees someone that, you know, he went to high school with and Mm -hmm. just says hi, it's okay to get jealous and be like, oh my God. But you know, it has to be at the point where you completely. (laughs) (laughs) I'm wearing my shirt inside out and the tag is just like sticking out right next to my nipple. It says AIG, not GIA. (laughs) So like it's like backwards. Okay. Anyway, I wanted to say also, I was a little bit too trusting sometimes. Like there was a time where I kind of suspected something with um, this guy that I was with and this past girl that he used to hook up with. And whenever they were together, like, I knew that they they were like, hi, whatever, they would see each other. Um, and I, I was, like, so not jealous of it because I w- I'm just a confident person. And I'm just like, well, like, we're dating. So, like, why would I be um, insecure about this? And then they um, <laughs> then they started dating after we Isn't broke up. Isn't that the worst? <laughs> that's literally so, the worst. You know, I feel like a lot of girls kind of know that that's going to happen. For me, I was more so, like that would never happen because I, because like we're together and um, I trust him and I was just kind of naive about that. So always keep your guard up, um, but try to not invade your partner's privacy is my point, I guess. There actually, we have a little, another funny, funny, funny little story time. (laughs) There was one time that I was like taking a nap 
and I knew this guy wanted to go through my phone. Like I just like had a feeling. So I put my phone like under my stomach while I was napping just so he wouldn't go through my phone because just don't go through my phone. And I remember him walking around the bed and like feeling all around me trying to find my phone. He was looking in the dresser, like underneath me. And I like, and you started were pretending to be asleep. No, I was pretending to be asleep. And I started giggling and he's like, uh, what? I'm just like looking for something. I'm like, what were you looking for? My phone? Like, I just knew he was looking for my phone. And that was so funny. But so I could tell that, you know, he was being jealous. So guys get jealous too. It's just human nature. But yeah. Never be with someone that you can't trust. That's all we really want to say. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the next question that I wanted to bring up was. I wonder what Daddy Kana is doing right now. (laughs) I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) I'm kidding. He's definitely drinking a high noon. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Somebody asked, how do you find the motivation to do better for yourself? I will answer this. That and one's you all for you, baby girl. <laughs> okay. Um, I think that it definitely depends on what state you're in right now. Like, wait, like, phys- like geographical state or mental state? No, mental state. Okay. Like, if you're if you want to do better for yourself, like, you kind of need to analyze what you're doing with your life right now and where you want to be, and you kind of need to make that an exercise for yourself and. Take out a notebook, take out a pen, write down what your life is right now, write down the things that you don't like about your life right now, and then write the things that you want to have in the future, the goals that you want to set for yourself. And I think that always putting it down in paper and making it physical, being able to look at it with your own eyes and not look at it on a screen is really important because not only are you manifesting that for yourself, You also just have it right in front of you and it motivates you to want to get that done even more so than it is if it's just like floating around in your head and here and there you think about it and you think about the things that you want in your life. But if you actually have it down like set in stone, then it's way more likely to happen. So if you want to do better for yourself, figure out what exactly you want in your life, what exactly you want to make better in your life, whether that's fitness or your job, or your eating, whatever it is, like writing it down is the first step that you're going to take in order to do that. And then looking at it daily or looking at it as much as you can and thinking about the actions, even the little steps that you can take to go further towards those goals is really what's going to make you more motivated and going to help you make those goals happen even easier than it would be if you didn't do that. Do you have anything to say about that one? Repeat the question. How do you find the motivation to do better for yourself? Oh gosh. I'm I'm personally still struggling with that. I struggle like with eating sometimes. I struggle with like getting out of bed sometimes. And I know that's something I really need to work on, but it's just so hard for me to answer because like I still struggle with it like every single day. So I you mean don't have to answer it. I just kind of think about like people that I idolize and think about the people that love me. And that's how I kind of try to do better for myself. I'm like, there's people out there that love me and care for me and want the best for me. So like, I should want the best for me too. And also my dog in a Mm -hmm. way too. Like he really pushes me to be a better person, even though he's literally an animal. 
um, he his family his family and makes me get out of bed. He makes me like want to be there for him. I like I have to be there for him. He's my best friend. Mm-hmm. He's literally like the love of my life. I just love him so much. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to me to answer that question. But basically, just knowing that people love me and my son, which is my dog. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I also think that it's important to have social media be a positive thing for you. Like, exactly. No, I totally agree. I went through and unfollowed so many toxic people in my life because they would pop, pop up on my feed mm-hmm. and it would just like hurt me in a way or mm-hmm. like, I don't know. So I agree with that. Yeah. Also, I think when you're trying to find motivation to do better for yourself, it's important to just realize that we only have one life. Like we're here on this earth and we're just like put here to, from, in my opinion, help other people and be the best version of ourselves that we can be and keep growing and learning so that we can have children or just like be an amazing adult who can help others and guide others through life. And that's something that really motivates me. Like I've gone through so much in my life and I've learned so many lessons. I've gone through such hard times. So like, I'm just motivated by the fact that every single time that like I fall down, I get back 10 times stronger. And it's just like made me into this amazing person who's like learned how to be kind and learned how to get through really, really tough things in life. So I think once you realize that like things do get better, once you allow them to, then you will totally be more motivated to go through this life because then you realize that you're not going to like feel depressed. You're not going to feel anxious for the rest of your life. You actually can get through it and it's not the end of the world. I love that. You're literally my motivation. I (laughs) see Emma's stories. Emma is like up and doing all these things, doing these good things to like better herself. And I look at her and I'm like, damn, like I want to get out of bed now and I want to do that. You know, it's like good to have like someone to idolize mm-hmm. in that way. So, Thank you. You're welcome. I also have a lot more time than you do. So I like try to fill my time with like positive things. You're working a lot. And I think that you do do like good things for yourself. You just don't have as much time. <laughs> so I'm trying I'm really trying well you hang out with me a lot and we do fun things together exactly farmer's market love it which okay this question's funny would you rather live life with no heating or ac or no internet no internet I could just use the data on my phone no for me I I could go without the internet except for tiktok tiktok takes up oh my gosh (laughs) Emma, do you remember that one time we were ready to go out and we were looking at our screen time and my TikTok was at 24 hours a week, you guys. Yeah. I'm, I'm literally not even Wait, joking. check your screen time right now and okay. I'll, I'll tell you what mine is. Okay. Everything. My daily average is four hours and 35 minutes. Mine is seven hours and four minutes. <gasps> I'm dumb. Okay. What, wait, what's your TikTok a week? Oh, it went down 18 hours and 28 minutes. Oh, my God. Okay, guys, to be fair, to be fair, if when I'm in the salon, when I'm in the salon and I foil someone's head and then I sit in the back, I watch TikTok to make the time go by faster because while they're processing, like, there's not much I could do. Like, I'll fold towels. I'll, like, clean some bowls, wash some dishes. But 
other than that, I just like uh, watch TikTok. So yeah, it's pretty high. And also I'm just like, I don't like having thoughts in my brain. So I just watch TikTok to like drain the thoughts, which is really messed up. But that's just why it's so Yeah, high. social media itself, it's just like such a big distraction from our own reality. So like, that's why I think TikTok especially is super toxic because it's really addicting. Like each video, it I literally sometimes have to lock my screen and throw my phone across the room so that I could get off of it. I don't know what it is. Like my eyes will not take themselves off my screen when I'm on TikTok. Like it's Same. I'll be like last weird. video, last video, yeah. last video. Um, my most used app is Instagram and I mostly think it's because of like the podcast and I just love Instagram the most. My newsfeed is literally like all motivational quotes and fitness and like cooking and fashion. And then like my really close friends, because I really narrowed down my algorithm to be really positive for me. So that's why I go on Instagram so much. Uh, I also go on TikTok quite a bit. Mine is five hours and 10 minutes this week. Five hours compared to 18. (laughs) Wait, how much is your total screen time? 32 hours and 13 minutes. What's yours? 49 hours and 34 minutes. That's like a whole like two days out of my life. Two days out of my week. Same. That's like so bad. That's why like I'd rather go without internet. It's like if I could go back in time and I just have a flip phone, no social media, I would be so sad. I feel like, you know what I mean? Like. I don't need this smartphone, but the fact that I have access to it is the reason why I always want to be on all socials. Yeah. And you well, know, for me in this day and age, I would rather not have AC or heat. I think because first of all, I'm in school and I need my laptop every single day. Um, and if I didn't have internet, then I wouldn't be able to go to school anymore. And then also, I started a podcast, so and I really like it. I wouldn't be able to do that. Like, I want to be able to pursue a lot of the things that I want to do. I'm also a marketing major, and everything's turning to social media marketing, visual marketing, online marketing. So That's, um, like, the same with my hair business. Most of my clients find me through Instagram. So I do agree with that, and I would probably lose business. But I feel like a mental health thing, it would be so good to just not have the internet Mm. and not have social media. Yeah, definitely. So I would say I'd rather – no internet. I also think that I was thinking about this earlier. If we didn't have internet, like it would be so much easier to get over your ex. Oh my God. <laughs> no, I've said this so many times. I yeah. totally agree with you. Because things pop up, you stalk them, they you stalk see, you. You see who they're newly dating, you yeah. see like what they've been doing. Whereas, like, if you don't have social media, like, you have no idea what's going on in their yeah. life. And that's pure bliss. Mm-hmm. Like, like and if and now. if they actually loved you, like they would write you a letter. Yeah, and they would I've never arrived a letter. <laughs> in six days, and like you would write them back, and like it would just be so romantic, and you would know who actually wanted to pursue you rather than viewing your story. I also feel like like cheating is so much more like, you know open and welcome with social media because it's so easy to send a snapchat and then delete the conversation and then all of a sudden they, you've been cheated on but you have no idea yeah so that's like another thing so i would so much rather just no internet like if i could live on hawaii in hawaii on the beach with no internet and just relax with like my best friends and just like have a good time a hundred percent i would but give me that air conditioning yeah <laughs> but you would have like withdrawals I 100% would. <laughs> so would I. 
Um, okay. The last one. What's your favorite store? <clears throat> I am Gia. <laughs> Definitely. Favorite alcohol or wine? Uh, Cabernet Savion. Um, room temperature, no ice. Thank you. What about? My drink of choice lately, and Kate put me onto this, is a passion fruit, a spicy passion fruit margarita. It's so fire. Oh my God, it is so. So I got that good. yesterday at the bar, at the rooftop bar. Oh, my God. That's, like, one of my favorite places. It is so good. Mm-hmm. That was actually a place that I went on my first date with someone. Wait, someone asked? Hello? <laughs> someone asked, what is your ideal date? Okay, unrealistic or realistic? realistic give me a second to think (laughs) what do you mean unrealistic like someone from a different place they fly me out on a private jet um we get a really nice fancy dinner and then he gives me a thousand dollars and then he flies me back and (laughs) stop (laughs) okay but no realistic my realistic date my realistic most wait, what is the question? The wine's kicking in. I'm really sorry. We're what is your ideal? Okay, yeah. So my ideal date would probably be because I don't like making the date plans. Like I get really nervous. Like you pick the date, please. So if a guy is straight up and is just like, hey, I want to pick you up at 7:30. We're gonna go to this place at this time. And then he takes me to like a really, really nice, like three or five course meal. And we have that really nice dinner. And then if things are hitting it off well, we go off and get drinks. We laugh together, have fun. And then he drops me off in his Lamborghini. I'm kidding. Oh, my God. Hey. I'm sounding really bad right now. Guys, I'm a good person. I'll tell you guys what my ideal date is. (laughs) Yeah, you go. I think my ideal date what honestly is super simple like I would just want to get taken out to a really fun atmosphere where we can like get food share food like maybe try a couple different plates um there's live music and we split a bottle of like wine or we get um spicy passion fruit margaritas (laughs) and we're like able to like sit down hear each other talk while there's also like someone performing just in case there's like those awkward moments where you're not talking. Um, I think that it's really good to go somewhere where it's fun and it's more of like an uplifting party vibe than like a romantic setting for your first date. I feel like if you don't really know if you like this person yet and you're like in this super quiet romantic setting, it's like it could be a little awkward at times. So being able to take the girl out to a nice, fun, energetic place while also either picking them up in your car or if you feel like that's a little weird, Ubering them there, like calling the Uber for them. I think that's really hot to like take that initiative and like do that for them. Um, And then after that, I mean, if it goes well, I would love to like go to the beach, like sit on the beach and like talk and just like get to know each other more or Something like that. Like, I feel like that's just, like, it's simple, but it's, like, super fun. It's a good way to get to know the person and, um, 
not have to like take them home after. You know what I mean? Are you I, crying? That just, yeah. That Why? Why? I was just thinking about how I used to get flowers all the time and I just want flowers right now. Girl, I have flowers <laughs> right here. here. I just. <laughs> it's a flow. Oh my God, thank you. Why the fuck am I crying? I'll buy right you now? flowers anytime you want, sweetheart. She's drunk. Fuck <laughs> um, off. I think that concludes our episode. <laughs> I think that about wraps it up. Um, to conclude the episode. Uh, we don't want to end in tears. These are happy tears because I just gave her a rose. Yes. Just pat the tears and with the rose petals. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for submitting your questions. I'm so happy to be able to help people out that have certain questions and feel free to always set in topics for Kate and I. She's going to be on the podcast a lot more. I just like her by my side. I like being able to talk to somebody without feeling like I'm alone and like coming up with these ideas by myself. Oh my God. I love filming with you. I would come on here whenever you ask. Yay. So yeah, you guys are going to hear a lot more of us. Um, (laughs) hopefully you like that. I don't really know, but we have to go. We We gotta get to a pregame. Yeah. I mean, this was our pregame to the pregame. So, (laughs) and then we're going out. It's freezing cold in Florida right now. So we're bundled up in jackets, but we're going to have a really good night. We're going to make Kate stop crying. I'm fine. (laughs) I just had a little episode. Like I'm good. Like I buy myself flowers. Like the fuck, you know? This is exactly why we didn't talk about breakups because we're sensitive little beings. I for sure would have cried. Like I'm a sensitive little yeah. fairy. Yeah. Oh, I just pricked myself with a thorn. We're really sensitive little fairies. Like <laughs> not kidding. So okay, thank you guys so much for listening. I love you so much for the people that support me and give me comforting, motivating words. And I can't wait to talk to you guys soon. Thank you, Kate. What is your Instagram, by the way, so that people can give you a follow? Oh, it's just Kate Mazzarelli, K-A-T-E-M-A-Z-Z-A-R-E-L-L-I. And my Instagram is Emma McBee123. And my podcast Instagram is reconstructing.realitypod. Thank you guys. Love you. Bye.